Welcome to the Curry Football Podcast. Adam Moynihan here. I'm joined once again by former Curry footballers Sean O'Sullivan and Barry John Keane. Hi, Sean. Adam, how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. Hi, Barry John. Hello, how things, boy? I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. So look, we've got a lot to get through tonight. A little later, we're going to preview uh, Monaghan against Kerry. That match is on Sunday, a very important round two match. But of course, we have to start with uh, Derry's victory over Kerry in Athensack Park uh, on Saturday night last. Kerry 2-8, Derry 15 points. Sean, it might sound a bit contradictory. Derry were possibly the better team, but did Kerry maybe leave a couple of points after them on the night? Yeah, look, obviously, of course, Adam, we could have won the game. No doubt about it. The, the 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 goal chances, obviously, in the second half that we passed up, if we had taken one, two of those on top of the goals that we got, of course, we would have won the game. But I think it would have flattered us. I think it would have um, papered over some early season cracks. Uh, Derry were by far the better team, I thought, in every department. Yes, we turned the heat up in the second half. We went after them. Uh, I think conditions played a part in that. But... Our first half performance was nowhere near good enough and we left ourselves with too much to do. And even when we got the goals, Derry always responded with a score down the other end. I felt that we, we, when we got the goals, we got the goals at, at the right times and important times, but we, we didn't win the next kick out or we didn't push or put the pressure on to keep the ball up that side of the pitch to maybe to build on that goal and, and, and force another score. And Derry came down and responded, which is a sign of a good team. Of course, we have to take into account that Derry came with more or less a full-strength team. I think it was 13 of last year's All-Ireland semi-final team. The Glen boys obviously decided during the week that they were going to play. Fair play to them. I know that's divided a lot of opinion, uh, particularly on social media. So, look, we have to take that into account. But taking all that away, and I know Jack was slow to criticise, and obviously it's the first game of the year, and he was slow to, to be downbeat afterwards. But I could just sense that he wasn't happy, even though, as you said, if we had scored those goal chances, we would have got the two points. Yeah, Barry John, Sean mentioned the Glenn players there. What did you make of that? And in your own experience, you were obviously involved in rallies last year deep into the All-Ireland series. Would you be up for playing a, a league match a week after winning an All-Ireland final? Probably not, but I suppose where they're coming from, they're probably on a high now they've got... They got to the Holy Grail. They kind of got that far last year. And as they said, Conor Glass was saying, they got um, they got to the end of it this year and they won like, they probably had three or four days on the beer. Probably sick of it with Mickey Hart coming back in. So they just want to put it um, put it all together and say, we'll just we'll just go at it. Um, very hard to, I don't know, physically, I suppose, to be able to get back in. And it was away from home. If it was up in there, you say one thing, but... They seemed fine. Um, we probably did lose out midfield, but I don't. I didn't think they were very dominant in midfield, as in the two pairings, Rogers and um, Glass, were breaking the ball. I suppose on the kickouts, we got kind of cleaned out around the middle eight, and that was that was probably where the game kind of got away from us. Yeah, that that midfield battle there was a key one in the first half. I think there was a period where Kerry lost maybe four or five kickouts in a row. They were kind of forced to go long. Um, it culminated with Sean O'Brien being taken off uh, in the 28th minute, I think, Sean. Where where would you stand? I know you've been over teams yourself when it comes to taking fellas off that close to half time. You know, you have to be ruthless. I'm speaking from experience because it's happened to me as well. And I'm thinking, like, would you would you wait until half time? Like, it's a lot less, I suppose. You save a bit more face, I suppose, especially for, for a young fella. Do you think that maybe he could have waited a few minutes more to, to get him in at half time and then take the young fella off? It's happened to me as well, Adam, so you're not, you're not <laughs> a good player. Um, yeah, I can see both sides of it. 
I think that, yeah, the midfield, and Barry's right, it's not like we were being absolutely, and Sean O'Brien, I'm including him in this, it's not like we were being taken to the cleaners in the air. It's not like Glass and Rogers were dominating in the sky. The problem was that Shane Ryan was looking out the field. There was no short options. And 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 look, you can't blame Shane Ryan for that all the time. There has to be, you know, fellas need to be brave. They need to to get into pockets. Brino Big League eventually started kind of getting into little pockets. I think he maybe was the recipient of maybe two short ones towards the end of the half to try and get relieve the pressure and get us out. But it was the it was the spillage, it was the breaking ball, it was the scraps that we were being absolutely destroyed on. And yeah, look, when you're a manager looking in and you see that that middle eight, that midfield department is you, you you're not you're 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 up against it. You know, Sean O'Brien, his first big game for Kerry, inexperienced a little bit in terms of that level. Barry mentioned it here on our first podcast last week. It's a big jump up from County Championship to McGrath Cup to National League. Jack and the management decided that maybe look before half time they wanted to get Barry Dan in, just maybe get let him get his second wind, and and they decided to take Sean off. So. Tough on Sean, of course, possibly they could have waited till halftime, but you can see why the management wanted to make the switch too, get Barry Dan in quick, get him, as I said, get a, get his legs moving before the halftime and, and, and regrouped in at the halftime break. But uh, tough on Sean, but I wouldn't be worried if I was Sean O'Brien. It's, it's, it was an eye-opener for him. Um, he was up against possibly the best, if not one of the best midfields in the country. So a real baptism of fire for the young lad. But I know Sean well. He'll take that. That could be water for Ducks back to him. He'll be back in training this week looking to prove a pint and, and trying to get his place from Monaghan. So I wouldn't worry about Sean one bit. But I can see both sides as to why the management went with it and why it would have been felt a little bit harsh on a young lad, definitely. Practically, Barry John, obviously Kerry were under under pressure in the first half. They, they were down 8-4 at halftime playing into the wind. It did look like they were trying to kick the ball in, but when they could... I think the wind made it very difficult to seem to be holding the ball up when it was going in. Is there anything different Kerry could have done in the first half or do you think that the conditions were just a bit too too um, too difficult for them? Um, I suppose a bit of both. Like, look, to be fair, uh, Dylan Ganey had the head up every time he was getting on the loop on ball and it was just, it was like he was going to give it but he could see he was being cut out. So, like, there was no point giving in a 50-50 ball. To be fair to him, you could see with his head up. Um we could have moved it a bit quicker, I thought. We were going down channels and then slowing it down. We could have broke a tackle, maybe. And you're just going back to you're just going back to the likes of. I remember when Jack Barry came in, he kind of just cut loose. Um, I remember we played Mayo and he was just breaking tackles and people were like, "Jesus, where's this fella have to come out from?" So for the younger fellas, I suppose for like we've all started at that age or whatever going in, the shackles off. They kind of have a free. I wouldn't say a free shot, but it's their first year. There's not going to be much expected. Jack is going to leave, have a little bit of leeway. They're going to make mistakes. That's we, they, everyone makes mistakes. But if they just they can just cut loose and kind of be more comfortable in their own skin, that's what. I, if I had any feedback for anyone that's going out and was just starting off, just give it a go. Um, it's it's hard if you're there three or four years because people have seen what you have done and you're going to be there's going to be more pressure on you. So like Sean said, I wouldn't worry about it. Just try to learn from it and um, just go again. That's all you can do. But on the attacking display. He could have got his. He could have got his look if Kerry went with the wind in the first half. The ball looked like um, it could be moved and kicked in the second half way more. Um, there was more space. So look, you can't control him, unfortunately. But um, he learned. He learned. He learned. I think Adam, um, considering the way the conditions were in the first half, it's obviously something Kerry are looking at. And I think, in fairness, Eamon Fitzmaurice mentioned it a few times on commentary on RTE. 
is that we are looking to kick the ball more direct, especially, I suppose, with Shawnee at the top of the square. But I just felt that with the conditions the way they were, like even at half time when they went to the when they went to the analysis with Gooch and Sean Kavanagh down in that corner, it was it looked just very difficult conditions down playing into those goals. Would it have just been a bit better a bit better served? Maybe there was times where we tried to go along with it too many times, you know, or would we have been better served? And it's not pretty on the eye. And I know you're in front of your home crowd in Tralee and they're expecting more, but maybe there was times where we could have just rotated it, been a little bit more patient and maybe try to open up maybe little bits of space then because there was times when we were patient and we did find little pockets. I think was it Darren Moynihan's point in particular in the first half. We were patient. We went down the right-hand side. We came back over. We ended up going back into the corner and it was a lovely slip ball to Darren. He popped it over the bar. Yes, it was slow. It was a little bit um, tedious in the build-up, but we had the ball in our hands and Derry weren't catching us on the break and going down the other way. Whereas there was times where we played direct ball in around the square and Derry gobbled it up and they were breaking out fast and getting scores. So possibly maybe we, we should have made the call that at times the last night just hold on to it, especially with the conditions the way they were, keep ourselves in the game a little bit more. I felt going in at 8-4, even though we were still in the game, we had probably given ourselves an awful lot to do, even though we, we did get back into it with the goals. But I felt we could have been closer at half time if we had just played the patient game a little bit more. Yeah, and playing with the wind in the second half obviously opened things up a bit more for Kerry. They were able to press a lot more in the last 20 minutes, especially, I suppose, look, they had no choice, really. They had to go after the game uh, when they were losing. Eamon Fitzmaurice wrote about it last week, actually, in the Examiner. I don't know if you saw it. He talked about what might be the next tactical innovation in Gaelic football. And he was hopeful that it might be this concept of gig and pressing, which obviously comes from soccer. And it's the concept of pressing high up the pitch and putting the opposition under pressure, which is obviously, it sounds like a real antidote to what we've been seeing in football in, in the last number of years, where it's all like teams are filtering back and standing off, which leads to long periods of possession for the other team that doesn't lead anywhere. So it'd be great if, if, if teams could do that. And I think Kerry were one of the teams over the weekend who did try to press high. Now, circumstances kind of dictated that they had to because they needed to go after the game, but especially in front of their home crowd. But when they did, it was really exciting. They were forcing turnovers. Obviously, the goal came, uh, Connor Ganey's goal came from Joe Connor putting pressure on Brendan Rodgers. It was possibly a foul, maybe, debatable. But Barry John, like it, it is a nice concept, but is it possible to put that kind of pressure on a team and push up that high and chase around for 70 minutes? Is it even possible, like, against the wind? Is it possible, like, or do you have to pick and choose your moments? I suppose you have to pick and choose your moments. I remember we did it with Eamon for a while. Um, we got good joy out of it in the All-Ireland semi-final. Was it in All-Ireland semi-final in 16, maybe, against Dublin? I think we worked yeah. very hard on that with the press. But the joys of that is you get the goal out of that and its momentum is on your side. But then fast forward, maybe... Before five years, I wasn't in the loop. No, I remember that the game did uh, Cluxton kick it over someone, Howard catch it, and it was open space for Jack McCaffrey. Was that the All Ireland final, maybe? So, yeah. there's yeah. you're taking a big, big gamble. But the last night, I suppose, the best example was their keeper was taking that little pocket of space when um, Kerry were against the wind. So, even if Kerry did win it, he had time to get back because it wasn't a kick pass, wasn't done. The wind would have caught it. Um, so, maybe with the wind, um, maybe the last five or six minutes going into the into the break where you can just go full core press here. But like you said, Adam, it's what way the game is going as well. If you're winning by four or five points, is there any point in doing it, like giving them that chance of the gamble to concede on the other side of it? But um, no, it is coming in. I was only thinking myself, I was like, 
the club teams be doing that now? Could there be a few crazy goalies out there like catching a ball and he would know what he's going to do if it goes to him? But um, no, we be, we've tried it with Strand Road um, with the club and it's all great in theory and it's all come off. But one mistake by one fella not in his... And it's not even marking a fella. You're kind of... It's like basketball. You're taking up an old position of just space and if you're not there... You're caught like good good players will find out, get a get a pass, and the whole thing opens up and it looks cat lads. It looks terrible to be honest. It looks like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's um I suppose tricky to find a balance. And like you said, same as the soccer, when teams push up very high, it's fine when it works, but if someone finds an out, then you're caught. There's five or six players taking out a, a play. And so and it makes it difficult as well, the fact that like the major difference between soccer and football when it comes to keeping the ball at the back is that in Gaelic football. The goalkeeper obviously can pick up the ball, but it's a lot easier for a Gaelic football goalkeeper to receive a back pass than it is for a soccer goalkeeper to receive a back pass. I mean, it's the main reason why they got rid of the or why they introduced the back pass rule in soccer is because teams were literally just booting the ball back to their goalkeeper and it was so easy for them to pick up the ball. You couldn't tackle him. In Gaelic football, obviously you can tackle him. The pitch is so big. He's getting the ball in so much space. It's it's very easy for him to keep the ball. So then you're in a, in a situation where, and Eamon referenced this, you need to push someone up and mark the goalkeeper if you're going to press up, which then leaves you open at the back or you're, you're a man light at the back, so your keeper might have to push up and mark someone as well. So it's it's um, potentially it's, it's it's dangerous one, isn't it? Yeah, and what you have now as well, Adam, is Gaelic football goalkeepers are not your your you know your 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 old style goalkeeper who was maybe a bit of a mulliker like and couldn't yeah. make it out the field like you know the, the goalkeepers now at intercounty standard are just they, they could play out field look at Shane Ryan Orrin Lynch the last night Cluxton Rory Began I know he's looking at go, going away for a while they're all, t- all every intercounty goalkeeper now is not only expected to be a good shot stopper with a good kick out you need to be able to ball as well and uh, and and ninety five percent of them can so. Your point in, is spot on. If the ball does go back to the keeper, you know you could have a keeper there who could play an outside of the left boot, cross the other side of the field, pick a guy out who's who's not picked up. As Barry John said, maybe somebody has switched up for a second. So the 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 the, the ging and pressing. Of course, you had to bring up Klopp. We're still trying to get over that news back here, Adam. But <laughs> the, the the ging and pressing is is in theory a good idea. But I think trying to do it continuously or consistently over 70 minutes of Gaelic football is just, you can't. It's it's impossible. You pick moments in games, maybe pre-meditated moments, where you might have kicked two scores on the trot and you have them under a bit of pressure and then you get a shout in from the sideline, push up and stay up, you know. Or it might be, as Barry said, maybe five minutes before half time, you might be a couple of points down, you might have to go chasing a score like Kerry War towards the end of the game. That's when you can push on again. I think trying to do that all the time in games, even though it would be great for spectators because it would obviously be really, really entertaining. I think managers realise that there's no way they can do it all the time. I think in different periods during the games, definitely, but not not over a full full 70 minutes, no. So look, after the match, Jack O'Connor spoke about the goal chances that Kerry butchered and, and they did have, you know, three good goal chances at least that they should have scored, I would say. The first one, Barry John, Jason Foley made a great run up the middle of the pitch. Darren Moynan caught a mark and fed him a great ball. I suppose you can't be too arse on Jason because he's a fullback and he's not often in those positions, but could he could he have dealt with that situation differently, do you think? Yeah, I suppose. Look, it's easier said than done. I wasn't the best finish myself for goals. I probably would have punched it over the bar. But, uh, 
<laughs> no, probably you. When I seen, I was like, just keep this low and hard, wet night, nice, hit the deck. Um, could he have gone around? Sorry, Barry. Could he have gone around him? With his pace, one hundred percent. But I, I don't think he's practicing that skill set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's probably hoofing out the ball, the fellas. And Oren Lynch uh, came out very quick as well. Like he kind of the ball yeah. moved up, and Lynch was nearly on top of him straight away. Yeah. You can yeah. see why he kind of looked just kind of took took it quickly. Do you know? You, it you wanted your Gavin White or Thomas Sullivan there when all dummy bounce. I've seen them do it. Like it'd be more facilitated to them, I say. But um, look, if you're put through as a full back and you just see open space, you're just going to lamp it. You are like you're just going to say, "Jesus, we get a goal here." Now, fast forward ten minutes later, Dylan Casey took his goal like a corner forward, serious finish, not much space, and just put it away like so yeah but sometimes you know yourself when you're going after those goals and you get chances it's just some days they're all going for you and another day then they're just coming back off a fella the pass is too early too late and that's what happened for maybe the other two with Stephen then yeah and in fairness Lynch did well for Jason Foley's chance as you said Adam he was out quick he he had spotted obviously that Dara Minor had spotted was it Dara yeah. uh, had spotted Jason early and in fairness Lynch was early too by coming out off his line and that old saying, he made himself look big like he did. He spread the body. I just think Jason has great pace. And I get Barry's point. He's, he's not too often in those positions. But with his quick feet, he could have jinked him maybe and, and tapped it into an empty net. But look, as 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 Barry said, it's easier said than done for us look, looking in from the outside, you know. And the two involving Stephen O'Brien and Sean O'Shea, they were, I, I suppose the, the two of them were pretty glaring. The second one in particular, I don't know, Sean... It, is Stephen maybe lacking a bit of confidence? He's not obviously playing. He's not starting. The last couple of years, he's had unbelievable moments. Obviously, look, he, he had great moments last year at times against Derry, for example. He had a couple of great moments the year before as well, the same. But is it hard when you're not playing consistently and you have injury problems and then you're coming in a big moment and maybe like it's the, the game's there and it's maybe not easy to make the right decision? Yeah, look, I don't know Stephen personally, Barry. You, you, you probably know him better than me. I, he, he does come across as a kind of a quiet guy who just gets about his business on the field. Is he lacking a bit of confidence at the moment because he's not getting the game time? Maybe, maybe. The first opportunity, I can't really fault him because he was right practically on the inline. Do you know, it was a very difficult angle. Nearly, You'd nearly be criticising Stephen if he didn't look for the pass across the goals to Shawnee in that one because his angle was very tight. So I can understand the pass there. Derry defended it well. I think we ended up with a 45 out of it. But definitely the second one, um, he was put through. I think, did we turn the ball over? Um, Glass, Glass dropped the ball, I think. Glass dropped it, that's right. Yeah. And somebody, I can't remember, who fed it through very quickly. Good hands, fed it through to Stephen. Did he have a little bit too much time? And I know, I know coaches and forward coaches are mad practicing and training this little slip across the square and a guy taps it into an empty net. But Jesus, there's times as a forward, you just, you're one-on-one with keeper, like, and you just bury that into the back of the net. And Stephen is well capable of that. We've seen him do that, not only with Kerry, but with Kinmere time and time and time again. You know, I was fully expecting him just to go one-on-one with Lynch and bury it, you know. But look, he looked for his clubmate inside. I think even Johnny might have, after maybe the first one they had words, but after the second time, Shawnee nearly even kind of said, Stephen, Jesus I can't say, say 100% say what they they were saying mm. to each other, but it looked like Shawnee was telling Stephen, you needed to take that on yourself, like, you know. Um, so, look, he is probably lacking a small bit of confidence at the moment, and that's what we don't need right now at the moment. As I said last week, Kerry need to be finding 
confident scoring forwards. Stephen O'Brien is a confident scoring forward. Just didn't happen for him the last night when, when he came on and that opportunity uh, presented itself. Yeah, so look, as it turned out, obviously Derry, Derry came through in the end. Um, Shane Ryan had a chance. Maybe he could have recycled it a bit more. I think there was still 90 or 90 seconds on the clock when Shane Ryan had his shot. Was it the right option to take on? You're probably looking to take the lash out of the game there if you can rather than give the ball back to them. But look, he had a go and if it went over, he would have been would have been a hero. But just kind of looking at the fan reaction. So I put up a tweet after the game kind of asking supporters what their thoughts were. It was a mixed reaction. I think a lot of people were kind of like, look, it's the first round of the league. We're not going to get carried away. The sensible people. Um, but obviously there's there's a bit of criticism as well. And I think we talked about the half forwards last week, Sean, and and maybe needing to score more and things like that. Um, some of the criticism was leveled at some of those fellas who've been in the half forward line for the last couple of years. And um, to be honest, I thought Dara Moynan actually played quite well. I don't know where this, like some people were saying that Dara didn't have a good game. He kicked his point, which is what we're, we're looking for from him. Um, I think he was involved very heavily in the second half. So I, I don't really get that criticism exactly. But overall, like, what do you make of, of of how the forwards played the last day, Sean? Like, would you be looking for more for one or two of them? Yeah, look, and again, look, we have to underpin all this that it is the first game of the year, and there's mm. you know there's there's no point in getting carried away. Um, and and criticism at this stage of the year is look, criticism at any time is difficult, but look, we're we're on here to give our opinion, so 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 that's what we'll do. But the, the Darren Hen, I thought played an okay game. He got his score in the first half. He was involved. He uh, he played that ball through to Jason Foley. He got on a lot of ball. He was he was involved. There's no doubt about it. Um, in terms of the rest of the forward play, I I, I wouldn't just maybe level criticism at the the half forward line. I think overall our forwards were a little bit disjointed. I think there was very little combination play. Can you put it down to you know the lack of space because Derry were dropping men behind the ball? Of course you can. Our first day out in the league, we had it very easy in the McGrath Cup. In, in in the warm up games against um against uh, Limerick and Tip, bit more difficult against Cork. Obviously, we still found scores easier to come by than the last night. So we were just a little bit disjointed and a bit disappointing up front when it came to trying to create opportunities. Uh, when the opportunities did come, we took them more often than not, but we just didn't create enough. So it's lo- it's plenty to work on going into Monaghan at the weekend and going through the league, but. I probably was expecting a little bit more from our forwards as a whole, not just individual guys, our forwards as a whole, but we just didn't get it the last night. So disappointing, but obviously first game of the year and plenty to work on. Yeah, in terms of the guys who got who got very good feedback after the game, um, fans submitted their player ratings uh, for me as well. And Graham O'Sullivan was picked as a man of the match or, or Kerry's man of the match. I thought Graham had a really good game. Uh, Shawnee O'Shea was second and um, Dermot O'Connor who came on with I think 22 minutes to go or something he was actually the third highest rated player um, Barry John what did you make of Graham O'Sullivan in particular he seemed to get on a lot of ball uh, yeah I actually I actually looked I went down that ball but he was definitely to stand out for us um, I was only saying it to Father was it after the game I guess he's definitely been our most consistent player besides the big boys the Cliffords and the Shawnee O'Shea's and Paddy's He's been very consistent the last two years, to be fair. Um, even a game where you'd say, oh, he was only all right, he's never got taken to the cleaners. Very comfortable on the ball when we, like, say we get a short kick out. He might get it, but he'll get on it. He'll kick and he'll go again. And 10 seconds later, he could be at, at the top of the play. He might be involved. 
but he's very smart. He'll run he'll run through the middle to carry, say maybe a sweeper, and he'll go back around again. He's not like he'll take the ball, no problem. You can see he got the mark or whatever, but he's very smart. I say he plays a lot of he plays his club ball, I say midfield. I say I know he's with South Kerry the last few years, and when I seen him when he came out to the scene, same as the minor, he was playing um the kind of wing forward role where he was getting back, helping the wing back to kind of release him as sweeper and picking up the man. So look, he's kind of been all around. I thought he was very good. Um, Dermot, I suppose the game, the ball wasn't being kicked and it just opened up when Dermot started kicking it. You'd be like, why haven't we done this the last 15 minutes? But we probably couldn't with the with the wind, of course, in the first half. Um, Sean, he plugged away. Yeah, it was a tough night for him. I watched, I actually watched all the games the weekend and it was funny. I was just trying to break down how can we break down Derry if I went back and watching it again. And a few of the games, we did it ourselves with Kerry. I did not enjoy it, but it does work. Uh, so it looked like, say, when Shawnee was there, maybe it was a full back in the space, and you'd Killian and um, Killian, whoever was there, Michal was there at times, and they were kind of making the runs from behind my, the full back trying to get into the corner. But sometimes when there's so many bodies, you're better off just stretching it, go to the sideline. I know it feels like you're not going to get the ball, you're not really involved, but it opens space for the fellas, the runners coming through. So they're going to have to decide, are we going to leave the Thomas O'Sullivan's, Joe O'Connor with more space come through and they're going to score? Or are we going to get the cornerbacks to tighten in a bit and say, look, they're not really in the game and that's where the loop will come on for space again. I just thought we were caught kind of in a bit of both the last night and we didn't create a, a lot of chances for a good score kick. We had a few shots that were, they weren't really on, I suppose. We were forcing them a bit and that's what happens when the system sets up like that. So we just have to tweak that a bit maybe and try a bit of both. Yeah, Dermot, Dermot O'Connor was uh, really good when he came on, Sean, wasn't he? His kick passing there, as Barry John mentioned, like he was booming kicks down, like 50, 60 metre kicks right into the fella's chest. Like um, it made a big difference to Kerry. Yeah, he he he, he actually turned the game in Kerry's favour when he came on, really. Um, again, not by soaring into the air and grabbing ball, just doing very, very good things when he had it in his hands. Uh, he looks fit. Obviously, look, he's been a bit late coming back. Uh, the bit of the, re- the rest might have helped him. Um, but his kicking was outstanding. It, it it just got us going. It put us on the front foot. Got us got us up the field, and uh, yeah, he was very impressive. Even though he was only on for twenty twenty two minutes, it was it was a real good impact by him. So that's good. That's 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 good to see Dermot in that type of form. Interesting. I know we'll talk about it later. Will he will he get the start and clone us now? But uh, without a doubt, he he offered us something that we weren't doing. Yes, the conditions played 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 a part in that, but. He got he just got us moving up the field. And that's a very interesting point by Barry. Like the fact that it was so tight in there, uh, it was just very easy for Derry to defend. You know, it's very easy. But whereas Barry said if you had if we'd stretched it a bit more out to the wings, created those pockets for the runners coming through, um, it's it's definitely something we need to look at because we just played into Derry's hands for a lot of the game, particularly the first half. The referee, I don't want to talk about the ref too much now because I there's enough negativity around the place, but I thought the ref probably just will say he didn't have didn't have a great game. I felt anyway, but it's an interesting one because there is a discussion at the moment about VAR. So the GA are, are supposedly um, considering bringing in VAR or a version of the the rugby TMO, something along those lines. I know lads of TUI are, are very interested in soccer as well, and you follow the Premier League. It's been a bit of a disaster over there, um, so I think a lot of people have a negative perception of it, we'll say, at the moment. What do you reckon, Barry John? Would you be in favour of, of the GEA incorporating VAR? Um, to what extent is there, are they going like, is it is it off the ball stuff or scores? They haven't said yet. 
I think there's a lot more that could be cleaned up before we go looking into that with the with the game. Um, look, there's only me. I I think the like the 15 behind the ball or whatever you want to call it, 30. But we could play around with that. Some bit kickouts maybe have to go out a bit more, get back to fielding maybe. Uh, Jesus, stop and start the football game. I don't know. It's slow enough as it is at the moment with the hand passing. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're, you're. I agree with you that there's definitely other things that could be improved about the game before we go down the road of VAR. But Sean, what do you think? I know you're a big Liverpool fan. I'm sure you have uh, strong feelings about VAR. Yeah, I I, I agree 100 with Perry. I, I I think VAR is the last thing the GA. There's there's a lot of lot a lot of issues before they go near a VAR or even a TMO, um, like a one that starts that, that has been creeping in now again is the you know a team turnover. Uh, 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 the other team on the attack and there's a foul to stop the transition you know it's things like that you know yeah no don't get me started on VAR uh, I think it's it's it would not be good for the game there's a lot of things we need to fix first before we go near anything like that and I, even at that I wouldn't be going near VAR with a big stick it's just it's not needed it's not needed Let, let's try and tidy up the game and and let's get it back to Let's give it the entertainment value that it used to have rather than trying to fix those little outside things. Let's start looking at things within the game and fix those first. Yeah, the only thing I can see, like if they are intent on bringing in VAR to keep it as limited as possible, because you see with soccer when everything's being analysed, if there's a goal scored, there could be three or four incidents within the passage of play that they're looking, they have to look at all of them and it might take 10 minutes. I think it's a disaster, but um, maybe like, if they are going to bring it in, something like serious fall play, if there's like a potential red card, maybe. But I think the problem with, with VAR is that you're so you're trying to fix human error by adding an extra human into the mix. It's not a computer that's making these decisions. It's another person. Like So just as the referee is capable of making a mistake, the VAR is also capable of making a mistake. So like if we don't trust the, the referees, you're placing the trust in the hands of another referee who might also make a mistake. So I think that's one of the main issues. And like the GA or Gaelic football, especially, there are so many rules that are so vague. Like, could you imagine trying to decide if some fella's taken too many steps and was his jersey pulled or was he, you know, was there a foul 60 yards back to pitch? And like, you know, how far is it going to go? I just think that it's, I'd say I genuinely, if you went, if you went through every goal and every score, if you went back far enough in the play, there's something. Infringement. There's going to be some infringement at some stage. Like if you if you go through with a fine tooth comb, you're going to find something. Like, but anyway, um, before we talk about Manahan uh, and how they played against Dublin over the weekend, as well as talking about the Kerry match, let's take a quick look at the other results in, in Division One. So Galway, who we all thought were going to have a great season, <laughs> put in the worst performance of the weekend. They were beaten by Mayo two twelve to ten points at home in Pierce Stadium. I don't know that either you catch this game, lads. Galway were, were very poor. And look, they were missing Sean Kelly, they're missing McDade, they're missing Comer, so they're not they're not at full strength. But I couldn't get over how passive they were in the first half. They were playing with the wind. The Mayo were down to 14 men because Ryan Dunne got a, a black card. Uh, so with the wind at home, down four points with an extra man. And they were, they were sitting back and letting Mayo pass the ball back and forth across the pitch like it was... Uh, challenge match or something like that. I couldn't believe it Sean did you catch any of that yeah I saw a good bit of it not all of it um, I have to say McLaughlin got a great goal um, geez, he, he buried it brilliantly for, for Mayo and it, it really gave them the impetus then and as I said last week Mayo loved the league lads they're always hopping um, 
but very disappointing from Galway. Look, again, it's only the first day out. Um, I hope for all of us, it's their, it is their worst performance because we've all tipped them to get to the final. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I, they will improve. They will improve. Um, losing to their neighbours in the first game obviously isn't great, particularly at home. And it was just a real, real poor performance. So they're probably a little bit like ourselves, even though I don't think we played as poorly. But um, they'll be looking to bounce back this weekend straight away. And yes, they are down a few like ourselves. Uh, so look, I can see them coming back. But not a great start for Joyce and Co. No. Yeah, elsewhere, uh, Tyrone had a good win at home against Roscommon, 17 points to 111. Uh, Derek Canavan was the man of the match there. He was really good. Um, and then, obviously, on Saturday evening, you had, I suppose, the surprise of the round. But looking at Monaghan's record against Dublin, I don't know why we're surprised. And I don't know why we keep saying they're going to get relegated because they always... That was a three, I said not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Monaghan 3-9, Dublin 1-14 in Croke Park. Uh, it was a serious win. Um, man of the match for, for Monaghan, and you got a lot of people talking over the weekend with Stephen O'Hanlon. Barry John, I know he's a fellow that, that you actually played against. Was it over in Boston you played against him? Yeah, himself and himself and Tony Brosnan were actually in the full forward line in that final we played um, the Mac and Espies, But um, no, he's very... He, do you know what? He's he's a weird kind of player. I, do you know the way you'd have a player... I he's a I looked into that. He's a basketball background. I say he could have played underage with Ireland, but um, most fellas be kind of short, fast, quick feet. He takes kind of leaps like he's like a frog. He leaps to go one way and comes back, and then he's just gone. And um, his skill set is unbelievable with his hands. Lads. I know I might look at, but when he's bouncing the ball, he's holding. He's not a big man. He's holding the ball away from you, and he could even solo it like Toss O'Shea used to be soloing far away, but he's still in control. And then with that pace and like the goal he took the last night, that was his weaker foot. Like there was no stopping that. But overall, he just went that to Dublin defence. He went that four or five at one stage. They couldn't. They were pulling at him, and he was still getting through. But there was a. I, I was very. Uh, my man was it Brannigan eleven. He was over there that year. I was there. I was very impressed with him the last night. He was setting up a lot of play, linking it up. Um, the sub who came on his debut one one took his goal very well. If you're looking back at maybe Jason Foley's finish, he kind of just kept it low. Um, no, but overall, I I think Monaghan were solid. Like Rory Began, the goal he was actually the goal he actually did well. I know the the manager was saying after he was he's been there a while or he's up to that standard. But um, I thought he did well. Um, but they were solid. Um, Dublin looked a little bit oh, good at times, but flat at times. They had a strong enough team out as well, lads. They had a strong enough team out. Um, mm. brought on James McCarthy. So I suppose I was trying to think. Fitzsimons wasn't there. John Small. Howard, Mannion. Was there anyone else there? No, I'm leaving out. That didn't feature. No, well, it, was definitely, it was definitely a strong team that they had out, like, in fairness. So it was... Uh, Cuxton, sorry, no, but... Cuxton, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, it was a serious win for Manning. Um We might kind of shift to looking ahead towards uh, the Kerry match. So Kerry are playing Manning in Clonus on Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, the good news for people who, who don't fancy the long trip up is that the match is going to be shown live on the TG Car app. Uh, that came out today. So that's good news for Kerry fans. Um... I'm going to run through the Monaghan team that played against against um, against Dublin the last day. So as you mentioned there, Barry John, uh, Darren McDonald and goal had a serious game. I think he kicked. Did he kick a couple of points? Did he score? He got a good forty-five anyway. Yeah, he got a he got a he got a free. Yeah, I think yeah, he got one. Um, he looked pretty good. So the full back line there: Ryan Wiley, uh, Killian Lavelle, uh, Ryan O'Toole. Like that's a good full back line there. Uh, half back line: Ryan McInnesby, Kieran Duffy, Kevin Lochran, uh, Joel Wilson, and Gary Moore midfield. 
Stephen O'Hanlon, who we spoke about there uh, at half forward, Miol Bannigan, centre forward, uh, and Michael Hamill, the other wing, and then pull forward line, David Garland, uh, Jack McCarron, who's obviously a very good player, and uh, Jason Irwin. So, Sean, we were talking last week about maybe it might be the year they go down. They'll be going into this carry match with a lot of confidence. Oh, yeah, look, a win in Croke Park against Dublin. As we said, I don't know why we keep uh, backing against them. Like, uh, their record against Dublin in the league is phenomenal, but um, they're going to take huge confidence in that, of course. Um, as you said, look, they, they play a real, real hard-running game. O'Hanlon's pace is off the charts. They do with him what we're trying to do with our forwards, as Barry said. They get him into one-on-one positions, and they just leave him have at his defenders. He's, he, he took guys on there the last night. At, he, at his ease, you know, because he was in those isolated positions. And we can do that too if we if we just move it that bit faster. Now, look, I know Crow Park, open spaces, so on. Um, so, look, they, they will. They'll be bringing confidence in in front of their home crowd. We'd just be hoping that we'll get a reaction, you know, after the defeat in Tralee. We usually play well up there too in Clonus. I know it's a long old trip for us. Um, but you'd be hoping we'd bounce back. But it's going to be tough because they are, they, you know, they're bouncing. Um, and in fairness, the manager is, is uh, you know, uh, Corey, isn't it? He, uh, he's, he's, he, you know, he's, he's an ex-player. He's not retired with that long himself, and he, he gets it. And uh, they seem to be really, really playing for him. And you know, the fact that they went to Pro Park and beat the All Ireland champions, they're going to be even eating out of his hand even more. So they'll be relishing Kerry coming to Clonus. Yeah, there's a bit of pressure on Kerry too, Barry John. Obviously, after losing the first game, you don't want to lose your first two matches. If you if you lose your first two games, I think Kerry have Mayo at home next. Like you're going to that game and you're really desperate for results. So it's an important match for Kerry. Do you think there's any chance at all that Jack will be tempted to to rush the Cliffords back in for this match? Um, I suppose it it could go down to similar to Mickey Hart and the Glen boys. Like the the boys might be might be want to want to be ready to go. Like Party with being captain. Um, when you're in the bubble, lads, you just you want to win. Like um, maybe there they could be just be annoyed to be like, okay, I need to get back in here. We need to turn this. Jack, to be fair to him, I don't think he'll worry too much. He's been around long enough. Um, he gave the new fellas a go. Like Sean said, or one of you were saying last weekend, they are training. So to what extent, if they're if they're getting involved in the A versus B games and they're just holding them back, they're probably ready to go. Um, man, in a way, maybe with the second game, they might just hold them off. And like you said, then. You're going to have to make a decision then if if the result doesn't go your way this weekend that Mayo at home, you have no points on the board or if you get a draw or whatever, you kind of need to push on. So time will tell, time will tell. It's a, it's a tough one, really, to be honest. What do you think, Sean? Could you could you see that happening? He, he's kind of, he intimated that it might be the Mayo game before they come back in. Is it kind of a knee-jerk reaction by by supporters now maybe kind of would like to see them back in because obviously um, the points are important now at this stage? Jack, I can tell you one thing. Jack won't listen to the supporters. Adam, you can be <laughs> sure there. Um, I think he might leave the door open to the lads. It, it depends on how much they've done. As Barry said, I think he'll he'll leave the door open and 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 maybe suss them out during the week and and see how they feel. If the boys are willing to travel to Monaghan, do you bring them and not start them and see how you're going? You know, um, or if he had committed to the lads and the lads had committed that they wanted the break for the first two games and you've got to see that through and you've got to stick to it. So look, I, I don't think either way Jack will put too much pressure on them. He might leave the door open and see how they feel during the week and, and if they want to go, bring them in and maybe you can introduce them during the game. Um, but I wouldn't be putting too much pressure on them. Yes, of course, we want a good league and we want 
to stay up and and, and hopefully get to a final. Uh, I wouldn't be, you know, panicking after a defeat in your first game. There's there's loads of time to make up the ground and you'll have them definitely back for me also. I, I, I don't think you put too much pressure on them to, to, to play at the weekend. Can you see any changes, Barry John, from the team that played last week to the one that's going to play this week? Does any of the subs, for example, come in and maybe do enough the, to to state their claim for a starting place this weekend? Dear Moro Connor is probably your shoe in to be your main midfielder um, with Jack gone. So, like, are you going to be are you going to be bringing him back in straight away to see can you get a second fella, or are you going to leave Sean O'Brien and Joe have another go? Joe has been out like over nearly a year. He needs more games than anything. Like, there's no point giving him ten minutes going all the way up to Monaghan. Leave him in for 70 minutes, three or four games, will will you'll have a good bearing of where you're at. I know it's winter football. Uh, maybe at the end of the, the end of the campaign, when the ground gets a bit harder, throw him in for another game, whatever. Sean O'Brien's first day out. We're looking for midfielders. You need four or five games to balance this out to see what they're made of. There's no point pulling them. But as a player, and Sean knows, you've got to take your chance. You Some fellas will get more chances than others. Some managers... Want to play this way so he fits into the system better. From the last day, Dearman, probably you would be throwing him in for who I don't know. Um, I tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Conor Ganey was thrown in just with the emphasis of he just put the head down and said, I'm going at it. It was very um, pedestrian in the first half, and I think we just need someone that is just going to say, All right, Sean, he'll do his thing. If the ball comes into me, I'm going to go at someone. We probably, like me, Hall, Dara, we could put nearly. You could put nearly a, a kind of, you could put a towel over all of them and they're doing something similar at the moment, if that makes sense. Do we have to change it up a little bit? Berkey hopefully just gets a bit more freedom. Just a little, even a little word in his ear, just if you get a chance down the sideline, just go at a fella. And just bring it as far as you can and someone come on the loop. Like I said, it doesn't have to be straight down the middle. Pull him out because Monaghan are going to set up the same way. I thought they were good against Dublin. Like the last turnover was huge. And Fenton as well, who usually wouldn't give the ball away much. And they're going to try attack a pace. So, two or three changes, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it's going to be hectic. I don't think it's going to be hectic. Yeah, Sean, would you go along with that? Yeah, I wrote down two names um, across from that question. I went Dermot O'Connor and Conor Ganey. Um, I think Conor showed, even for the short time he was on, that real kind of insight forward, uh, just, you know, danger. He, he just showed a bit of danger. He obviously took his goal very well. Even though there was no keeper, he still took it very well. He had that opportunity, as Barry alluded to, where he got the ball inside, took his man on, took it off his left foot. I'm not sure, was he going for power or was he just trying to just really make sure he got it over the bar, but he just miscued it. But anything he did when he came on, he just looked like an inside forward who was playing with a bit of confidence. Um, so he could definitely, um, he could definitely uh, start. Do you start Dermot midfield with Joe? Sean O'Brien would lose out, or do you just back Sean to you know get another bit of experience and throw him in and maybe save Dermot? Um, that would be the other one for me. I I can't see too many more changes. Um, Tom Sullivan at six didn't work for me. I, he's not a six like he's just too front footed. He he just that's his game. That's Tom's game. He 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 didn't really give Jason Foley any protection at all on on. Um, on McGuigan. Um, so does Tom start, but maybe try someone else at six. Maybe Paul Murphy comes in as a six um, because he does, he will, he will protect that full back line, even though Paul likes getting forward himself, but he probably will play a little bit more with the, the, the head over the shoulder, just looking what's behind him than Tom. 
maybe move Tom to the winger, back into the corner. Then our two corners played okay. Graham and Dylan Casey, even though I thought Dylan was found wanting sometimes defensively, he got a great goal and likes going forward too. But does he mask a little bit of his defending? He got caught badly for the lap for the winning free. So there could be more changes than maybe two or three, but I think they won't wreck they won't upset it too much. I think they'll they will probably give guys another crack, but I think you will definitely see maybe two or three changes. Just yeah, on midfield there, Sean, just for myself, but probably for in general as well. What are we what are we looking for in uh O'Brien midfield? I haven't seen uh, a lot of them, to be honest with you. Like for people on the outside looking in, maybe well look, you had for Jack Barry, I suppose, I'd call Jack a bit of a spoiler. Like every time he went up against Finton, he'd be your, your man marker, he'll do his role. What are we actually looking in Sean O'Brien as a player, defensively and offensively? I think that there is a little bit of that in him, Barry, but I think he's definitely more and no disrespect to Jack. I think he would offer more going forward in Jack Barry. I think he's well able to score. Uh, obviously, look, we didn't see any of this the last night. It was just a very difficult evening for the young lad, but He's definitely, he's got the legs to go with somebody to Manmark, but he's also a guy that just doesn't like to do that. He likes to be involved in the game. He likes to be getting on the ball, moving it. He's a good kicker and he's well able to score. He has played a lot of his football at wingback as well. We have to remember that. But like he's up there against, if he's going for the number seven spot, which would be his natural wing, you're up against Gavin White, like, you know, which... You know, it's yeah. not going to happen. So he's looking at midfield to maybe break through. He's very good over his head. Um, so he he is in the Jack Barry mould, but I think he offers you definitely more offensively than Jack. But if you give him a task and give him a job to man-mark a guy, he's well able to do it because he's got the legs and he's got the fitness to go around the field, you know? I think, yeah, Sean, centre-back, which you mentioned there, might be a position that they look at because, as you mentioned, uh, I think Kerry were just a little bit open. It was kind of a bit like the old Kerry when, when Kerry were a bit open down the middle middle channel. Um, and Ty Moore is obviously a big loss there. Obviously, Ty got married over over Christmas, which I think is why he's a bit behind in his training. But um, I wonder, might he be close? And I think the sooner he comes back in, the better, because Tom is obviously Tom's a top-class player, a cornerback. That's where you'd like to see him. Yeah, and I think the idea there was that Mike Breen was, was going to start at six. Mike Breen mm-hmm. was going to get yeah. a cut at six, but obviously he got injured. Mike's just a bit pity for Mike like because he, he just starts getting a run and he gets injured so I think Mike Breen would have started six the last night and would be getting a run at six in the league uh, to see is there cover for Tyg or is there competition for Tyg do you know what I mean and Mike yeah. is definitely Mike is your is your is your is your uh, what's the word I'm, your 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 Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Adam. Um, (laughs) I must bring my thesaurus with me the next time. But (laughs) he's exactly what you're looking for as a six. He's played all his football at six. Kerry Minor, Beaufort, mid-Kerry. I know he plays midfield sometimes for the club. But he's a six. He's an out-and-out six. So it's just a pity he got hurt because he would have been definitely at six the last night. And that probably would have freed probably Tom not even start. Come on, or go back into his natural cornerback position. So it's just a pity. I'm not sure how far away Mike is. Stefan O'Cunber is another guy. I'm not sure how far away he is either. You know, is, is he an option to maybe try in midfield when he's back or along the halfback line somewhere, but remains to be seen. Uh, looking ahead to Sunday, Barry John, we, we spoke about uh, Stephen O'Hanlon there. He looks like he's Manhattan's danger man at the moment. Who's Kerry's best option to pick him up, do you think? Uh... I'd like it'd be a love a good battle. I'd like to see Tom pick him up. I know he'd probably start in the wing. We're giving out that maybe we need Tom to free up Tom a bit more. Um, 
even though Tom will have to man mark him, Hanlon gets back as well. So that's given Tom he can go forward and he has the legs to go up and down with him. I don't I think Paul Murphy could slip in centre back. There's I don't there's no one else at the moment that was on the subs anyway that I could see that was going to play could play that role. Paul's played a good few times. Um so yeah, Tom I think, but maybe Gavin White, he might go again White for speed. But I'd like to see Tom and himself. You just know where a fella's at when two two fellas who are very talented going at each other. What do you reckon, Sean? Are Kerry going to bounce back on Sunday? You'd hope so. You'd hope so. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough up there. You have, uh, obviously, Monaghan bouncing after the weekend. You know, we are probably a little bit down. But at the same time, I think Jack probably would have found training very easy this week because, you know, the lads would have been disappointed, particularly with their first half performance. Um, and they'll want to really put in a show up there. As I say, or we're, 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 you know, we... We we haven't a bad record up there, um, and maybe it might be a good time to play Monaghan. You know, they're they're obviously cock a hoop after beating Dublin, so it might be a good time to catch them. And sometimes you often find, I don't know, Barry, did you find this? It's it's nearly often easier playing with Kerry when you're playing away from home because you you don't have that ferocious home crowd who are moaning <laughs> and groaning when you make a mistake. Like I honestly though, you're you're yeah, yeah. you're going to be above and clonus. There's going to be a very little Kerry crowd. And the pressure is nearly off a little bit, particularly for those younger guys, the, the Burks and the O'Briens and the Dylan Ganeys and these fellas. I remember it was actually Monaghan, 2006. We played them above in um, Inniskeen, a place called Inniskeen. And it turned out I, I probably one of my best games for Kerry. I just, just everything on the day went right. I think I scored three or four points from play. We won the game. And I remember after Jack just cornering me, and when Jack corners you, you don't know what's <laughs> what's coming. It's, it's usually bad, but this time it was good. And and the point he made was that I was able to play with pressure off because you were above in, in a scheme where there was maybe a handful of Kerry supporters. The pressure was off and you were able to go and express yourself. And I think playing away from home sometimes helps us. And I think that that might be the one thing that will help us the next day. It's It's hard to see us getting the win unless we really improve. So I'll, I'll, I'll go for a draw, maybe. We'll get a point. We'll get a point and, and get out of there. Before I get your prediction, Barry Jan, um, just to touch on what Sean said there about the, the home supporters, did you find that at times when, when pressure was on, say it was a very important league match or something like that, and you needed the points and the supporters, as you said, as we heard the last day plenty of times, there was groans when the, I think at one stage, Sean O'Shea passed the ball backwards 20 yards and there was, there was very loud groans. They weren't happy with what they were seeing. Did you find that as well? That maybe sometimes it was a bit easier to play away from home. It it goes both ways, lads. When you're when you're going well, Kerry supporters are unbelievable. You can hear them; they'll drive you on. It's an extra man. And when things aren't going well, they probably put that more extra pressure on you that more than other counties. Um, I know I'd be always rephrasing to Mayo. A Mayo fella could just kick the ball like and sure you meet in a pub. And he's the best thing they've ever found, like mad. <laughs> but it is true though. Some teams some teams are more. Um, how would you say more calm on um, the whole setup, but Kerry people, I suppose, and it's always going back to parties rephrase and of the annual thing. We we just love football, so if it does, if we don't win, the swords put to you like, and you just get used to that. Um, all you can do is try to just you know as good as your last game, go out again, try to improve on things. Um, so yeah, like Sean said, like Donegal there and the Monaghan's, they are nice places to go because the. They'll bring their own crowd, but if you get on top, um, you get a bit of confidence, and it comes a bit quicker because you're actually 
the 15 that are on the field and the fellas that are coming in, you're actually the ones that are turning the game because you don't have the crowd behind you, if that makes sense. So you get that more kind of satisfaction where, of course, when you're at home and things are going well, you can hear it, lads. There's this, an extra man. Even when we got the goal the last day, Kerry went after the game. Then it's not like Jack O'Connor had to go around individually and say, right, we can push up. No, you just get that feel. And um, it works both ways, of course. It works both ways. So, yeah, Kerry, I, people, I suppose, are a bit tougher than, than the other counties. Yeah, and don't get us wrong, Adam. There's been loads of times where the Kerry crowd have got us over the line, you know, many, many, many times, and they're a really brilliant support, you know. But I just think, and I'm really trying to focus on the younger fellas here, it might be no harm the next day, and you might see better performances for them because they're away from that glare of the Kerry public. Do you get me? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So I think it might work in, in, in our favour. Hopefully it does. Yeah, Barry John, you you were the one person of the three of us who correctly predicted that um, Derry were going to win last weekend. So people are going to be very interested what you what your prediction is for this weekend. Like Sean was saying, I think we can we'll scrape a draw. I think we could get it. It could go down to the wire again. I think there's a performance in Kerry, but like we said, Monaghan are going to become they're going to be they're going to they're going to be delighted. They beat the All Ireland champions. Um, they will respect us, but uh, that's going to go out the door once the ball is thrown in and they're, they're only going looking for the two points the same way, same way as we are. So I think it'll be tight. If the conditions are similar to the last, freeze are going to be huge. Can Kerry, can Kerry manage to get freeze in kickable areas for Shawnee O'Shea if we're not going to create chances? Can we, can we win a few freeze to stay in the game or not leave the game go away from us? Um, McGuigan, I thought the last night, he got two freeze off Jason Foley. Look, I'm a forward myself. Nearly getting a free can be a skill. Uh, sometimes when the man is so tight, he kind of stopped up and Jason, momentum just took him over. Mm. You're getting a point there. That's where you can do your gig and press. Get everyone sorted, take their time. We have a free play, stops for a few minutes. The small little margins, one percenters that will create 70 minutes that can change a game. So we'll be a bit smarter the next day, hopefully. And I just still think it'll be a draw. I think Monaghan maybe have the momentum a little bit. But we'll see a few better perform individual performances, like Sean was saying, with... Um, Less pressure. Just for the record, Adam, Barry had the inside track. He knew that the Glyn boys were playing. So <laughs> and he never told, he, and he never that's, told us. That, that's why he oh, went no, no. for, I that's why he went for Derry. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, I'm going to pick Kerry because one of us has to pick Kerry, Les. Um, so look, I hope everyone enjoys the game. The weekend, uh, best of luck to the Kerry men's team and the Kerry ladies team as well. So the ladies, after winning their first two matches in, in impressive fashion, actually, they beat Dublin, obviously, away. Uh, while resting players which was a really good result they beat Waterford uh, on Sunday um, an interesting one actually they were they were level with about a quarter of the game to go they brought on Louise Nibor-Hertig she scored 1-4 and carried yeah. away 6 points so um, good to see Louise back and, and kicking well um, and they're playing this weekend as well they're actually playing on Monday at home to Cork uh, in Tralee so best of luck to the ladies as well so look Barry John Sean thanks very much for joining me uh, thanks uh, to everyone for listening at home and uh, I'll chat to you all again soon.